Now, in a moment, we'll be joined by our newspaper panel. We've got Fine Gael Director of Elections, Brian Hayes, uh, Sinn Féin's Vice President, Mary Lou MacDonald, and former Cabinet Minister, Noel Dempsey. They'll be with us in a moment. First of all, I'm just going to go through the uh, Sunday papers. Uh, lots of coverage of the election, as you would imagine. Uh, the Sunday Times leads with Hungdal in prospect as Fine Gael falls. This is a poll that uh, they have done with behaviour and attitudes. Uh, Stephen O'Brien, the political editor, writing, the likelihood of a Hungdal after a general election now looms large after Fine Gael fell three points to 28% in their latest poll. Labour up two, Sinn Féin up one to 17 and uh, the proportion of voters, undecided voters, has fallen eight points to 17% since they last did a poll uh, in the middle of January. Fianna fo- uh, fall on 20 and incumbents and smaller parties on 26 both unchanged. Um, they also have an interesting story as well by John Mooney, Hotel Killers Unmasked in Photos. Uh, the story says members of the gang who killed a rival criminal during a military-style assault on the Regency Hotel in Dublin on Friday afternoon were photographed unmasked by journalists as they fled the scene. The Sunday World newspaper had placed a hotel under surveillance as it was hosting a boxing weigh-in involving MGM, a Spanish gym associated with Daniel Kinahan. Um, and interesting that when you go to the Sunday World, their front page is a particularly arresting one, Dress to Kill, and they have a photograph of two people uh, running from the hotel, uh, gunman in drag and pal on the run after a hotel bloodbath. Uh, cartel chief Daniel Kinahan was number one target in 350,000 euro hit Costa Mob holds council of war to hit back uh, and uh, both of the people running uh, or both car- seem to be carrying uh, pistols as well absolutely shocking story we will come back to that in a moment uh, Sunday independent parties are told fix our country before tax cuts uh, interesting poll done by uh, the Sunday Independent Millward Brown. They go beyond just the, the party support, which is interesting in itself. But the poll, which finds support for the four main political parties, either down or unchanged, also finds though uh, that the electorate believe uh, that the health service, unemployment and the issue of homelessness and social housing are more important than, quote, management of the economy, unquote. Nearly two in five voters, uh, 39%, believe the next government should prioritise such services ahead of tax cuts and the poll finds that only one in three believe a change of government would put economic stability at risk. Uh, today's poll, the story uh, by uh, Jody Corkin and Philip Ryan says, uh, explains why the coalition's message has struggled to fully resonate with voters. Uh, we'll come back to that in a moment. Uh, the Sunday in the uh, Sunday Business Post rather have a interview with David Drum. Uh, Drum, I'm coming home to tell the whole story. Well, I think you are coming home to tell the whole story, David. Now, he would say that, uh, and he does say in the interview, that he uh, was not a fugitive, never was. I never fled Ireland. And he claims in the interview, which I think would be met with raised eyebrows all across the country, I was available to the Irish authorities at any time and indeed informed them in July 2013 that they should contact my US attorney should they wish to uh, speak to me. Yeah, it seems very strange as well. I've been living a nightmare over the past eight years. He says, I'm not a fugitive and I never was. I've heard of closing the gate after the horse has bolted, but this seems to be a case of opening the gate uh, before the horse horse bolts. Uh, The Sunday Independent, sorry, we had that already. Uh, The Sunday Irish Mail on Sunday. Uh, Kenny is roasted by own advisers. Enda's gaff sparks crisis talks. Ministers split over tax cuts for better off. A blistering dispatch 
on 24 hours. That shook Fine Gael. This is a story by John Lee saying Fine Gael strategists have set a calamitous first day of its general election campaign, prompted a series of crisis talks. OK, our uh, panel are here with us. We have uh, former Cabinet Minister Noel Dempsey. We've got Sinn Féin uh, Vice President Mary Lou MacDonald. And um, uh, by a happy coincidence, we have the Fine Gael Director of Elections, Brian Hayes. Brian, um, crisis talks in Fine Gael after a calamitous first day. Uh, tell us more. I wish I could, but it didn't happen, so I, I, I have nothing to tell you, unfortunately, Shane. <laughs> so it's all I'm, sweet. Disappo- I'm disappointing you already this hour of the morning. Is it my, all, my apologies. all sweetness and light in Fine Because, I mean, it was, a whatever about calamitous, it was a jittery start to the campaign by Fine Gael, I think it's fair to say. Listen, we're campaigning now, and for anyone who thought within Fine Gael or outside of Fine Gael that this was going to be some cakewalk for the government, uh, the reality is that we have a very hard tough campaign on and I've been making this point, I was the person who rubbished the claims around Christmas time that the party was going to get an overall majority, you'll, you'll recall when others said we were on the cusp of a majority I know full well that uh, once the campaign started it was going to be a tough campaign and that's exactly uh, what it is and what it should be so, you know, so there's a great pl- sense Planning for Hung Dalton? Well, you know, there's a lot in the polls today. Um, there's a huge difference. But I mean, the, the one I think there's two issues in, in the polls today. One is that um, on, the, on the key question of trying to reposition the country to, to make sure we can keep the recovery going. And uh, the numbers <coughs> for the current government are very good in all the polls. But on the other question, which I think is fundamental and will come into a sharp focus over the next few weeks, is on the question of political stability. I mean, Michael Noonan made the point just before Christmas, and I think correctly so, that what follows political instability is economic instability. We've seen that in Portugal. We've seen it in Greece. Uh, Similar countries that were in a crisis situation that we were in until things turned around. So I think the real focus in the campaign over the coming weeks, whatever about week one, will be on what kind of government the Irish people want to keep the recovery going and mm-hmm. to make sure that that debate is clear. And obviously the, the, the current government is presenting itself uh, to the Irish people. We'll have to wait and see the final results. But at the moment, we're happy, very happy where the campaign is. And uh, we're confident that as the campaign wears on, on the key issue of who can manage this recovery into the future, um, I think the government have a very good chance. Mary Lou MacDonald, that is an advantage for the government. If you look, uh, if you dig deeper into the polls, the Red Sea poll, for example, which party do you trust most on the economy? Fine Gael does have a clear lead in, that, in, in this area. Well, I think, first of all, <coughs> the Taoiseach and Fine Gael had a shaky start to their campaign because they were making up their figures. And it was astonishing that those who would uh, tell you ad nauseum that they and they alone uh, have any economic savvy, that they and they alone are are the only ones who could possibly manage an economy, uh, could get their figures so wrong. Um, And all of that with the backing, the full uh, backing of the entire civil service, the Department of Finance, and yet they were billions out on their figures. So that raises a the first question how were the figures so wrong and why were the figures so wrong I believe that uh, the addition of 2 billion uh, and more than 2 billion to their initial figures wasn't an accident I think it was uh, the government attempting to again sell the electorate a pup 
Uh, it was the government trying to make uh, the figures add up for promises that they simply can't deliver. And I think it was ulti- really, really cynical and dishonourable. On the issue of the recovery and keeping the recovery going, you'll notice and your listeners will notice that there won't be a Fine Gael representative on the airwaves that doesn't rehash that phrase. But the issue for lots of people is twofold. Firstly, where is this recovery? Because families, communities, workers haven't felt it. And who... Well, I don't think there's too much doubt that the recovery is taking place. Who is the recovery for? So here's 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 what it boils down to. The uh, Taoiseach Fine Gael, uh, and Labour would have you believe that it's accidental that some people haven't enjoyed any sense of recovery yet. I don't think that's the case. I think the reason why certainly the people that I represent and the people I've been talking to out on the campaign trail haven't seen the recovery is because the recovery is skewed in favour of others. And if you look at the Fine Gael, uh, in particular, their plank for re-election, it is very much about comfort uh, and tax breaks for the better off. It's about crumbs, if anything, for public services. And it completely ignores the fact that... Families and people <coughs> okay. are struggling. Okay, let Brian Hayes come in briefly because I do want to bring in Noel Tempsey. Brian, well, well, let's well, give you a quick I, chance I, to respond. One thing to that. I will agree with with Mary Lou that this um, campaign has to be around credibility and trust. And who do people actually trust uh, to manage the economy? And uh, we're very happy if the debate is constantly on the economy because, quite frankly, that's the government's calling card. Uh, we've managed the economy with the support of the Irish people in very difficult times. And during that time, during those five years, you've got everything wrong, Mary Lou. You said that this country wouldn't get out of a bailout. You were wrong about that. You said that we would need an emergency budget within six months of each of our budgets. You were wrong about that. You said that there would be no growth no increase in employment as a consequence of the adjustments. You are wrong about that. We're now leading on the growth terms and 135,000 net new jobs being created. On You said on the promissory note, you said yourself on the promissory note, I know you, you constantly forget these things as the argument moves on, that there would be no savings on the promissory note. Within two and a half months of you saying that, Mary Lou, you put into your own pre-budget submissions the savings that Michael Noonan had negotiated. On all the big issues to do with the economy, Sinn Féin is economically illiterate and your claims about our figures are equally so. But here's the point, Mary Lou. You're led by a person who is an MP for West Belfast no, for let's over deal 30 with the years. No, first. let's deal exactly. <coughs> let's deal with the economy. No, no, let, me, le- let me answer okay, let, let, Brian first. Make, let Brian finish his point and then you can Lou, come in, Mary I didn't uh, inter- interrupt your speech. Okay, go ahead. Um, you're led by a man, Mr Adams, who is an MP for West Belfast for over 33 years, I understand, which is the highest rate of unemployment in Northern Ireland, the highest rate of deprivation. He knows nothing about creating jobs, which is something this government and the Irish people know something about. On the key question of creating jobs, of getting the country to a better position, the government has the okay. trust okay. and the credibility okay. Mary Lou, very the briefly, Irish and then I do want to bring in I'll, 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 I'll take, I'll take the have. same time as, as Brian oh, well, took well, to, well, to well, launch you, that. You've had quite a bit of time, and I do want to bring in Noel Dempsey, so we make your point. We told you that austerity and your cutbacks and your starving of public services would be catastrophic for people on the And the economy grew. The evidence is there for everybody to 7%. see. We told you, as did others, budget after budget, that you were favouring the better off and punishing the poor. The ASRI and other and bodies the have verified... Object, object have, to what you've excuse said. Me, well, who's interrupting who now, Brian? 
the, OE, the, the ESRI and others have, have shown you categorically that's the case. You seem to forget that budget after budget you had to introduce supplementary estimates to plug the hole in your dodgy figures year on year. In terms of job creation, you seem to be blind or indifferent to the fact of the number of people working for pittance of wages on zero-hour contracts okay, and struggling away. In. Sorry, hang on a minute. No, no. On the promissory <laughs> note. No, no, no. Shane, you allowed him to say... I'm, yeah, answering, you, you them I'm, go I'm answering them in Shane, turn. Shane, just my initial... Can I, can I finally say... Point very briefly, can I do want to bring in... Can I finally say... On the issue of jobs and job creation in the North... If Brian bothered his Barney to check, he would find find that the executive under the leadership of Martin McGuinness and others has actually been very successful in attracting investment. Okay, we'll just park that. We're going to come back to you. Uh, Noel Dempsey, are are you missing politics? (laughs) (laughs) Not when I sit here listening to what's going on. (laughs) Um, uh, Let me bring you back to that Sunday Indo uh, poll. Nearly uh, 39% voters believe the government should prioritise public services ahead of tax cuts, 25% go for tax cuts, and only one in three believe a change of uh, government would put uh, economic stability at risk. Is there a danger that the stability versus chaos message that the government is plugging, that seemed to many of us in the media to be a very strong message, that that's actually just falling on deaf ears? I think the um, the start that Fine Gael made to the campaign uh, has, has shaken that somewhat. Um, I think they made a very a very shaky start. Uh, Memories did, of of two thousand and seven for 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 you for, for for Fianna Fáil to an extent. Yes, there was a, a shaky start. Like uh, this election is probably the most heralded election we've had. For the date was practically known from ages out. Once we got over the little hiccup of Ivan Yates trying to decide it in November, um, <laughs> we 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 were we were full sure. That it was going to take place in February. Um, there was plenty of time to prepare. Um, I'd have to say that um, looking at it as, as objectively as I possibly can, and I try to do that, uh, Gael, the Fine Gael propaganda machine was well-oiled, ready to go, seemed to be working well. A little Every, too oiled? May, maybe so, uh, but certainly the contrast of the first week in the campaign, the first four or five days that we've had, where they didn't seem to get their figures right. I had a look at their policy document. There's a couple of typos in it, a reference to table at X and, you know, just minor things like that that surprised me because, if anything, the Fine Gael machine has been very, very professional in getting its message out over the thing. So I, I think that that in itself... I think shook some confidence in the in the government. Now it's not irrecoverable or anything else, but I would say that they've had a bad first mm. three or four days on that. Just a, a couple of general points yeah. that I make about it. I mean, we're in here now. We're going to spend most of our time talking about opinion polls. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the bane of everybody's life. The the real opinion poll will be on the twenty sixth. Um, I'm not sure what relevance they have. If you look at the three we have this morning. They show three different sets of figures for every one of them. They the, do. They the, all point the to a hung doll, though. None of them point to... Well, where's the surprise? Yeah. I mean, I, I reckon, uh, based on what I've looked at uh, and based on predictions from Tallyman's Guide, Irish Independent, Irish Press, RTE, that the current government will be at about 10 seats short of an overall majority. So we're going to have... Uh, we're going to have a, a, a hung doll in... Inf- in inverted commas, 
But might that not be a very good thing for democracy instead of having a juggernaut in the doll on the government benches that just... And we were explain, guilty. Explain why you think it would be a good thing for I democracy. Think it, it, I think it would be a good idea for democracy if people had to sit down. The people that are elected at the end of the day had to sit down and negotiate some of the policies that they want to implement. That they would have to listen a little bit more to the elected representatives of the people who just don't happen to be in the government benches behind. This is, I mean, w- what that would involve is a kind of a, a TALA strategy, Mark, too. We're going to be talking to Alan Jukes about this later in the programme. But, I mean, could you envisage in that scenario Fianna Fáil, perhaps, from the opposition benches? I think everybody that's elected at the end of the day will have a responsibility to try yeah. and ensure that we have, a, we have a government that reflects the wishes of the people and that... Uh, listens to the people. If you take one example, uh, the, the the biggest debacle of this particular current government was the Irish water and the mess they made of that. It, that was really the first major decision that they had to make after the Troika left the country and they made a total mess of it. But what happened? They pushed that bill through the House by guillotine. Mm-hmm. They had 53 different guillotines mm. over a very short period in the first couple of years. Just before, now, I, bring, I'm, I'm, just before I, I bring the other but, two but on but this, so I have to put it to you, though. It's not, is it not a recipe for gridlock as well? Uh, the idea of a, a minority if, government if people unable to make decisions, having to be o- overly over too flexible, having to compromise too much, is that not the counter-argument? Th- that is the counter-argument if you haven't mature politicians that actually listen to what the people want and try to accommodate it. Shit. Shane, I, I, there, there's, there's, there's some truth in what Noel is saying in, in terms of a more mature doll and a necessity to listen to all TDs um, and to get away from the punch and duty politics. There is inevitably some truth in that. But I, at the same time, would we be in the position we're in today with, what is it, 7% growth last year, unemployment halved in the last five years, um, unwinding of some of the emergency tax measures that Noel's government put in place, which led to 300,000 people losing their jobs. Would we be in that position well, I don't today? Think the, I don't think the tax measures led to 300,000 people. Would we be in that position today were it not for the fact that we had to have in the last five years a strong unity government, effectively between the centre-left and centre-right, a unity government between Fine Gael and Labour, which had a big whopping majority in the Dáil. Now, we lost people along the way, we all know that. And I think that notion of having a stable government is absolutely crucial for a small open economy like Ireland. I want to tell you why. Um, In my work in the European um, Parliament, in the European institutions, you hear constantly about the success story of Ireland because how we were able to turn things around. Okay. And that came from the political stability. Now, if we're going into the next five years, with all of the threats that are there from Brexit to China mm. to the mm. oil and everything like that... People don't seem to be convinced going, by that message. Well, I, 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 well, that's why we're having an election campaign. And the people, I agree with Noel, will ultimately make the decision on this. Having a clear programme, rather than having a, a, a government that's relying on independence or, or far-left, far-right parties, yeah. is not actually one three, going to help... One in three believe a change of government the would put the economic uh, recovery at risk. But that's the Sunday Independent poll, but uh, equally in the, in the Business <laughs> Post poll, I see that the, uh, when asked, Fine Gael and Labour, on the question of managing the economy into the future, and with all these threats that the current government come out. So the, the point I'm making is this. It, I mean, the, the, the current government have got us so far 
we need to go forward. <clears throat> and how do we get to full employment? How do we make sure their growth continues to allow us to have the monies mm. that we want to do for public service? Okay. You have to Mary have a strong, stable government. Mary Limitall, you, I, I presume Sinn Féin would love if uh, there was a TALA strategy and, and uh, Fine Gael were being supported from the outside by, by Fianna Fáil and, and you could oppose everything in opposition as you've done for the last five years. Well, I think if you look at our record over the last five years, we have been uncompromising in our opposition to a Fine Gael and Labour government that visited not stability but chaos on the lives of many, many people. And they, made by tough, the, they made tough decisions, by the way, it could be argued, really tough for that who, needed to be made. Tough for themselves as they shed crocodile tears was tough for the people that these measures were visited on. And by the way, those that elect us uh, expect that we represent them in a very forthright and a very honest way, and that's what we we, we do. I think the people understand that there are factors outside of uh, this government or any other government, the price of oil, currency issues, record low uh, interest rates that have been far more significant than Enda Kenny or Joan Burton in terms of economic growth and the jobs that have accrued from that. You think the coalition have got lucky with so, their oh, economic I think they've got very, and, they got, and, and, and by the way, long may we continue to be lucky with those international factors. So I I think it boils down to this. I think people survey the scene now. They see people on hospital trolleys or chairs or sleeping on the the floor of accident and emergencies. They see an absolute crisis in housing. Um, They have had a, a tax on the family home introduced, charges on their domestic water introduced. And all of this adds up to a sense in the public that we need to sort out public services themselves, that we cannot have a situation where things are buoyant for a while (coughs) and that's fine Mm -hmm. and then things go down uh, hill and lo and behold, who bears the brunt of that? Who bears the brunt of that is people who okay. have a, a child with yeah, a disability or yeah, who are I mean, reliant on a medical know, card this is, this is or, and they exactly don't want the a rerun I was of that. Earlier, and you alluded to yourself. Over the last five years, uh, Sinn Féin and Fianna Fáil collectively opposed every measure the government took to get the deficit down and to get growth rates up. Now they're using our figures to pretend to the public that the reason we're in this position is because of their own policy. We now have a situation where Sorry, the, in the next... No, I didn't interrupt you, Mary Lou. I didn't interrupt you. you, did, you know, the speech was grand, but I didn't interrupt you. I make the point, and it is a simple point, it's this. The one certain way and the only government effectively that is presenting itself the, to the public is the current government. With <coughs> that comes political stability. And if we can keep the growth rates up Above the way above the EU average, which has happened in the last number of years, because of the decisions taken by the government, if we can do that, we can secure a good future for everyone. Okay, no, I want to bring in Noel Dempsey. Yeah, no, no, just just before you you, you make a point, I, I, if if Michal Martin picked up the phone to you and said after the election, said, you know what, there's a minority Fine Gael government potentially that could be put together. What do you think about us supporting them from the outside? Would you say? Do you think Fianna Fáil should consider a, a Tala strategy if if the numbers point to that? I think the more important question, I'm not going to avoid that question, but the more important question is what the composition of the doll is and will our elected representatives work together in the interest of the country? That's actually what should have happened in 2008 when the crisis hit. Uh, we should have been as a, as a party at that stage, and I'm not here speaking on behalf of Fianna Fáil, we should have been big enough to get 
try and get other parties in together. Would to that have happened national. realistically? It, no, it didn't, and it wouldn't, and because the opposition saw the opportunity, they saw blood, and Fianna Fáil was going to be, going to be decimated. They knew, and they wouldn't do it. Equally, because of the adversarial system that we op- we operate, it'll be most difficult to get that done. And, and to answer the, the first question I put to you about a talent strategy, Mark, too? I, I think what Fianna Fáil should do is get, maximise their, and I'm not speaking for them, they should maximise their seats in the Dáil and then decide on the issue when... When the, uh, when the when numbers the, are obvious. When, when the numbers are obvious. I don't think any of us should be considering what the formation of the government is. I, I think well, that there's going to be I, a... Ten- I, 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 fundamentally but, 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 I have to say, I, I disagree with that <coughs> entirely. Well, you did with Fianna Fáil exactly what you accused Sinn Féin of doing for the last no. five years. You opposed absolutely every measure they took. We, and then when you came to government, you took their numbers and said, thank you very much. We, we gave a commitment to renegotiate an appalling deal that was done with the previous government, and we did that. Well, they, In the space that was open to us, we did that in a whole range of areas. And you were quite happy that and they we, made all the, the tough The problem that led up to in. the collapse, and I think this is where, where Noel, uh, with his independ- alleged independent hat on, is a little bit askew. The problem was an extraordinary collapse of pol- public policy decisions over a 10-year period, a collapse of banking, a collapse we, of the revenue the system, inquiry, and, a, and a collapse Brian, of the political system we, that you were responsible we, we, for. We, we the bubble the, that led... Had no, the I, hang on, inquiry. I didn't interrupt you. No, I didn't interrupt you. Well, just, didn't just, interrupt there's you. no point in letting no, you go on no, no, a, little, no, 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 a little run. No, no, uh, I didn't I, interrupt I, you, I'm, no. I'm This is the very day, five years ago, that you produced a plan for another £650 million of taxes. So Fianna Fáil have no credibility in this area. I... There was the, the crash that happened in 2008, it is absolutely pitiful to suggest it was all down to international factors, this kind of spin that's put out there by Fianna Fáil. It was down to the wrong I public policy decisions I think that were taken mistakes, over a decade. And we've got to learn the, the lessons of are, that. Are you blame, did you blame happens. it entirely on international no, factors? No, we did not. And, and um, uh, it's just a little bit hard now. I, I, I came in here as an objective, not as a representative. But it's just, it's just, you may not believe it. Maybe that's the problem that we have with politics at the, at, at the moment, that nobody believes anybody. But uh, like one of the things that the banking inquiry said was that it didn't matter who was in, basically, that the policies, the basic policies were going to be the same up to that. And the international financial crash then brought the whole thing tumbling down. Okay. And, the, already, so, and, and the mismanagement and, and might, over 10 years might, of Bertie Economics, say, which doubled might, public sector pay a, and pensions if, over a 10-year period. Who was responsible and, for that? And, and, who, who, was, and who opposed uh, that? The, and, we were the only party that opposed that at who, the time. Who, <laughs> who, <laughs> who, <laughs> wait, Brian, Brian, I sat crying. We opposed social partnership at the time. I think the 2007 Fine Gael Manifesto, I think I'm right in saying, proposed abolishing stamp duty. Precisely. There were mistakes on public policy policy sides on all sides but on the key oh, issue, well, well, on the key issue of who was responsible for 14 years in government it was Fianna Fáil and the, uh, the okay. Irish electorate can I, can that I just say that very big, we, 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 we didn't make that mistake on stamp duty in 2007 so everybody didn't Which make those mistakes Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael <laughs> and, and, and all the rest so of you you can keep the argument going during the break we've got to what almost 29 minutes past 10 and nobody has mentioned fiscal space, Space. (laughs) which is a bit of an achievement given the first week of the campaign. Fiscal Space. Fiscal Space. It was very complex. Fiscal Space. It's very complicated. 
Fiscal space. Fiscal space. Fiscal space. The fiscal space. Fiscal space. Fiscal space. Fiscal space. I know it is very complex. Let me say a couple of things about fiscal space. It's very complicated. Welcome back to the Sunday Show. Shane Coleman with you until noon today. Our panel going through the uh, Sunday papers is uh, Sinn Féin Vice President Mary Lou MacDonald, uh, Fine Gael's Director of Elections uh, Brian Hayes and former Fianna Fáil Cabinet Minister uh, Noel Dempsey. Um, Mary Lou MacDonald, as you would expect, huge coverage uh, of that dreadful incident in uh, Drunkhandra, just very close to your your, your, your constituency. Um it was, I mean, there has been some pretty awful things happened in terms of gangland crime over the last 10 to 15 years. But this is a new low, isn't it? This is, well, it's it's a new level of viciousness and a new level of brazenness <coughs> on behalf of these um, characters. I mean, when you think about it, in broad daylight to walk into a hotel um, with semi-automatic weapons... It's like something from Chicago in the 1920s. It's unbelievable. I mean, I I think everybody was aghast at at not just what was done, but the manner in which it was done. And the frightening thing is that uh, this happened in a a hotel, in a public place, which, by the way, houses a large number of people in emergency accommodation, uh, men and women and their children who are uh, homeless. And... It's it's you're right to say, Shane, that it's not the first of of such of these uh, shootings. I mean, we had a short number of months ago an incident up in Drumcliff. We had another incident uh, on Black Horse Avenue, and these when when these things happen, it's obviously uh, a trauma for those who are on the scene, for the families of those who are killed or injured, but it traumatizes the entire community. And the shocking thing, and, and speaking to people uh, over the, the last few days, people are very shocked by it. And I have to also say, people in boxing, I was down at the Arbor Hill Boxing Club in my in my own constituency, which is on the go since 1929. It's had a bit of refurbishment done to it and it's opened. It's it, just a fantastic boxing club like so many others. And talking to people and their real anger that there would be any sense of association between this type of violence and thuggery mm-hmm. and the sport of yeah, boxing. No boxing is about Katie Taylor and it's about discipline and honour and, and and constructive things for our children. So I, I just wanted to make that yeah, point as point. well. because okay. um, um, but Brian Hayes, uh, has this the potential to become an election issue or is it something that the political parties have an agreement that you, you can't really play politics on this. I mean, it, I mean, this is an unacceptable situation. I, I'm not suggesting that it's the government's fault or anything. This happened clearly, but this is an unacceptable situation that this would happen in a hotel uh, in Dublin on a Friday afternoon. Completely so. I mean, absolutely shocking to see it done in such a, a public manner, uh, which I suspect was also part of the rationale of those involved, uh, because. It highlights, I suppose, the, the nature of gangland crime. Um, after the the killing of, of Veronica Geeran, um, the then government introduced a whole pile of new legislative proposals to do what we can to not just take out these people where it matters, but also to go after the proceeds of their crime. And I think we had a lot of success in taking on those people some of them fled directly and I know there's an international investigation attached to this as well which is I think also significant Um, but it goes to the heart of really why we need to have a strong legislative response why we need to have in some occasions um, 
very strong actions within the courts. I mean, the Special Criminal Court is one clear case why we need to keep that in place to ensure that people are not intimidated. We have the Dundon case and many other cases, examples of where real intimidation was used, where it's hard to bring prosecutions on the basis that people and their families <coughs> would be uh, possibly nobbled or their jur- the jurors would be under intense intimidation. Okay, you're making a political point there, and, and you're you're yeah, because Sinn Fein have said they want to. Uh, I think I'm right in saying Mary Limit. They want to scrap the, the special criminal, criminal court. court. I th- I think it, it's an example of why we need to have maximum power, be it you know uh, the gangland type, or indeed when it comes to intimidation that has been seen in many other cases. Okay, we let, me, let Mary Lou McDonald come back on that. And the, and the force of the state must be used in such a way. So in, in so far as this issue has come to attention, I think it's important to say that people and political parties need to be clear about what they want and what they don't want here. Uh, firstly on the issue, is this an election issue? I, I think the issue of resor- resourcing on Garda Siakana uh, the issue of uh, how the, the last uh, government shut Garda stations right across the state. I, I don't was think you always, could make an argument that having a, a Garda station in a rural on, area is going to make a difference to gang crime. It's not just in rural areas. There's particular concerns there around gangs marauding around the place and burglaries and, 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 and all of that. I think there's a Garda it's station al- across the road it, from this it, hotel. It also, it also, also ha- and is that Garda station open? I don't know. Is that no. Garda station open? No. Okay. It's not. But there's the a guard station pretty yes. close but to it. That is me. open. If you go into but c- communities... But it's, it's, a mean, it's the means through which... It's, it's, I mean, it's, okay. I mean, it's, it's the Brian Hay well, Show. Mary the point. Brian Hay Show, my God. Hilarious. Can, can we I, add up the time. Can, yeah, okay. Well, let, let Mary Lou finish the special criminal court. Perhaps they should. So the issue of that, certainly if you go into any communities, if you go into Cabra, if you go into the inner city, people will tell you, that they're not happy with the visibility of Garda, Gardi, with the response times and so on. And Gardi themselves will tell you the same thing on the special criminal court. Yeah, by the way, I just had to say, there's, there's two Garda stations within five minutes drive from, from that Regency Hotel. But make, make your point about the special on, criminal on the, court. On the issue of the special criminal court, just bear in mind that this, uh, this murder and others... Events like this have happened whilst we have a special criminal court. So anybody who imagines that the special criminal court is in any way a deterrent to these thugs I don't needs to I don't think the special criminal court I, I, is there on. to stop crime. Of course it? it's not. But the, the way in which this is debated is sometimes it's reflected that because of these speci- this special criminal court that somehow this is <clears> the solution <throat> to the issue. It's not. I want to make that point. Secondly, and this is critical, I believe in an open democratic society in uh, adherence to the law and due process and natural justice. I don't believe that you, you put up the white flag to these thugs and gurriers by suspending that. I do also accept that you have to protect jurors and juries. That is absolutely no question about that. But there are ways in which you can do that without suspending what is an absolute core value in terms of the proper administration of justice, mm-hmm. which is trial by jury. I have to put it and to you. I have to put I, it to you, Mary Lou. No, let me yeah, just put this ahead. to you. <coughs> Most people listening would say, ask the question, would you like to be on the jury 
uh, if there was a gangland, a gangland. criminal mm. being being prosecuted. Well, listen, I, ha- I have to say personally, I, I, wouldn't, to, I wouldn't like I a member of my family you, on that jury. I have to tell you that neither would I. And But I, I would be absolutely terrified if I thought that the state had not made appropriate arrangements and appropriate resources to protect me and to protect my family. I want to make this point also. Okay. It's, not, it's not just yeah, Sinn yeah. Féin who has, uh, who has raised the issue of the Special Criminal Court. The United Nations has, the Irish Human Rights Commission has, the Irish... Uh, the civil well, liberties organisations, the, the civil liberties organisations. Uh, this isn't about trying to offer up any kind of protection <coughs> to those okay. folks. No Dempsey Ryan. sitting this there. This is about upholding Michael the rule Michael of Michael law. Michael I would have thought you were interested in that. Like the two previous speakers, I think uh, I, I certainly was appalled. I know most, well, all right-thinking people were appalled at the manner of this uh, event. Um. How it how it happened like it was like an episode of love hate I think is is about uh, the best way to describe it. Um, you were part of the government, I, I think. Mike McDougall famously, infamously said it was uh, talked about the the, the last, last thing of a dying, dying wasp. wasp yeah, I mean, did, well, were eyes taken off the ball? Do you think in relation to gangland crime? I and there was a huge concentration at that time, and as uh, people will recall, it was it all started. Probably the focus at that stage uh, with the death of and the assassination of, of Veronica Gearan, and there was a huge amount of uh, legislation put in the books and everything. But the, the the problem is, no matter what legislation you put in the books, it has no effect on the mentality of these sociopaths that are involved in this. That mm. that that really doesn't. So the only way to try and ensure that you have um, a reasonable uh, chance of tackling this because you'll never eradicate it is to have the the special criminal court have arrangements made that when these people are caught that there's a real chance that they can be put away um, and I don't agree with the either um, Amnesty International or Irish Civil Liberties or whoever else they might think who seem to think that we live in an absolutely you know we should have a, a utopian we should have a utopian society. We don't have it. And until we have that utopian society, we we need uh, the special criminal court. So I wouldn't agree with that. When you look at, when you look at, I just, I mean, somebody should have a look or people should have a look at Willie Keeley's article uh, yes. in, in the, the Sunday, Sunday Independent, Independent uh, where he says, the most shocking was the voice of a small child who could be heard plaintively calling, help me, daddy, help mm. me. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I mean, Mary Lou but speaks about due process. She speaks about uh, having a system of law that's there for everyone. The truth of the matter is this, when it comes to these gangland figures, indeed when it comes to the Republican underworld as well, they use intimidation constantly in the courts. We had the famous case uh, right the way in the Jerry McCabe case uh, where intimidation of witnesses uh, was a, a key issue. And like this is because, unfortunately, because of this dreadful incident, this is now a fundamental issue for Sinn Féin, where they stand in the special criminal court. They are now exposed. Well, my understanding is they're the only political party arguing for this. And it does go to the heart of where Sinn Féin sees who it protects and who it doesn't protect. Uh, I think people, and I've been on doorsteps, are really, really frightened by the prospect that, you know, key parts of our legislation, which is there, anti-terrorism legislation, anti-gangland legislation, could be snuffed away if Sinn Féin were to get into government. I, 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 I really, take it you'll really allow me to answer that. Yeah, I will. Uh, 
So it, it, firstly, to, to Noel's point, this isn't about imagining that you live in a utopian society. This is about accepting that you op- live in an, a, an open democratic society, unless your point is that we don't. I have no truck for these characters. As far as I'm concerned, find them, apprehend them, bring them before the courts, lock them up and throw away the keys. That's my position. I think that's the position of everybody. The issue here is around the correct judicial processes by which that happens. And our position is that the state, in order to protect jurors and juries, which is essential, there are other options which still allow you. Well, for instance, protect 12 jurors or 15 jurors for the rest of their lives. No, no, no. Anonymous selection of juries. Having juries sit in a a place other than the open court itself where those accused uh, come forward. There are many, many other ways. And listen, other jurisdictions, other countries face these these horrors as well. We're not the only ones with the socio with the sociopaths. Most most other countries have similar judicial uh, solutions. It does not mean that you suspend what is at the core of the rule of law. I I, I fundamentally disagree with you. I fundamentally disagree with your point that that's it that it's a suspension of justice. I would uh, you have three judicial senior, pe- senior senior people making decisions on this not not any any faceless people or anything else and they have to be but protected there's another reason why I think I fundamentally disagree with Sinn Féin's position which is now a minority position amongst other parties we come from a, a legacy of 40 years of criminality when it comes to paramilitary organisations not just in Northern mm-hmm. Ireland but here in this republic as well. And there is a sense uh, that for whatever reason, uh, the Sinn Féin position of this isn't just really about protecting uh, those organisations, but protecting the finances that those organisations pursue right Hold the way across second, this Brian. country. Hold on a second, Brian. That is a, you are completely out of order to make that really point am to I me. Yes, Lou. you really are, Brian. There is there is no attempt. I am shocked and oh, I, I am indignant <coughs> at you taking a, they, they taking a you. cheap shot at me and at us in in that fashion. Do you stand by? Hold on, do you, hold do on you a stand second. by your remarks that hold Mr. On. Thomas Slab Murphy is a good Republican? Brian, do you Brian, stand? When, when I tell you what I stand by. Eight times by. you were asked this week and you didn't reply. Brian, do, am I yeah, allowed okay, to speak? Let, 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 let Mary Lou respond. Me? Let Mary Lou respond. What I stand by is when I and other Sinn Féin candidates go before the people, we go on exactly the same basis as your colleagues in Fine Gael, as anyone on a Fianna Fáil ticket or a Labour Party ticket. We set out our stuff. Yeah. The peeper, people either yeah. choose to vote for us or not, and we enjoy the same so is democratic. He a good the is same he a good dem- we enjoy the same democratic uh, legitimacy as you are. Now you don't like that because you you want everything your own way. Third question on on the okay. on the Fourthly, issue is he a good Republican? Th- this is harassment. Okay, we we will take we're going to take a break. No, sorry, we're not going sorry, we are going to pause for a moment. We need to take a break. We'll come back with you right after this short break. Back in a moment. Okay, welcome back to the Sunday Show. Shane Coleman with you until uh, 12 o'clock. Our panel of Mary Lou McDonald, Noel Dempsey and Brian Hayes is still with us. Uh, somebody's texting saying, what two guard stations? Whitehall is shut. Uh, Mary Lou McDonald was making the point that Whitehall is shut. Um, well, Santry is 1.9 kilometres away. Uh, the uh, Mountjoy guard station is, what, about three kilometres uh, down the road. So they were both within five minutes drive. Mary Lou McDonald, you wanted to come back in on, on the point that uh, Brian Hayes was making about Thomas Slattery. Well, he was, he was making more than a point. If anyone is any in any doubt of what a gurrier uh, Brian Hayes is, they've just had an exposition of it there. On the issue of Tom Murphy, 
And I have made this and we have made this abundantly clear. Number one, everybody pays their taxes. No ifs, no buts, no exceptions. Not for Tom Murphy, not for anyone else. Mm. Number two, the issues pertaining to him are within the court's jurisdiction and the court will deal with it. What did arise in the case was the issue of hearing this between before the special criminal court. Okay. And we made the point that a tax case such as that certainly shouldn't be heard before the special criminal court. And in fact, just to remind Brian, uh, the <coughs> virtuous Brian, his own party, Fine Gael, was engaged in quite a spectacular tax dodge when uh, Michael Noonan was leader. Um, and of course, your party and everybody else has to pay their taxes. Okay. Well, the, the, the question, the question Correct. Brian Hayes asked about, and and the reason Sinn Fein got into political difficulty on this is because senior members of Sinn Fein were asked, "Was he a good Republican?" And you confirmed yes. that he was a good and, Republican. And senior members of the party answered that question on the basis that Tom Murphy has been extremely supportive of the peace process in his area of South Armagh. And on that basis, they said he was a good Republican. And I regard anybody who supports the new democratic and peaceful dispensation and all that... So you has still regard him it, as a good Republican? I regard that as, as a good Republican uh, position to take. Okay, you still regard Thomas Slab Murphy as a good Republican by well, I mean, that, by I, that I, definition? I, I accept that it is. And I, I think it is good that Tom Murphy and everybody else who has ever been involved in, in Republican politics and any form of Republicanism supports the new peaceful and democratic dispensation. I think that is a good thing, yes. Well, I, the simple question I asked, which Mary Lou refused to answer, and then she attacked me, calling me a gurrier, which, yes. uh, which shows the kind of pressure that you are under, Mary Lou, and the pressure that Sinn Féin is under on this issue. The question was asked of you five times this week, do you stand over that statement you have? Now you have given it. You stand over the fact that he is a good Republican. And that goes to the heart of the problem, I think, because it highlights the fact that your party is connected with people uh, who are connected with criminal activity. That is the point. And it goes to the bigger issue here. Who can be trusted? Okay, let, let Mary Lou do that. People, hang on, hang on. Can, no, I, can I finish my point? Okay, very She's briefly, got a big run at very this. Briefly. I was the one attacked uh, in the most uh, straightforward way during, during an, an ad break. And now I was the person who was attacked. Uh, Mary Lou lashed out at me because she can't because stand the pressure. Because no. you're not able to deal with the pressure. But the pressure is this. I, I, I think let, let's, this let's is, not this, this descend this into, into name-calling Well, I, I didn't okay. call, na- name-call anyone. I was the one attacked by Mary Lou MacDonald because she can't put up with the pressure on this point. They're finally exposed. And I think, as I go around my constituency, people are absolutely terrorised with the prospect, the prospect that Sinn Féin government, now we know why. Okay. Well, can I just say that I have answered the question, I have answered it clearly, I am more than able to deal with this and other pressures, and you have behaved in the manner of your exchange with me earlier on as a gurrier. And because I, I asked you questions that, that you no, wouldn't no, no, answer. Because you, you, you badgered me and you were abusive oh, I, and loud, okay. and you are a gurrier. Is it, no, is you're it a, the person who's abusive because uh, 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 writing in the Sunday Independent, the headline in her piece, a vote for Sinn Féin is a vote for Slab Murphy in all but name is the headline on that A vote for Sinn Féin is a vote for Sinn Féin. A vote for Sinn Féin is a vote for your local representative. We are running 50 candidates across the 40 constituencies 
36% of our candidates are women. Some of them are new people. Many of them are experienced. They are all out to fight a good campaign on a positive level and to win. And I have to say, a headline or any banner thing like that, particularly in the Sunday Independent, I think will be taken with the hefty dose of salt, which it deserves. Okay, sentencing, uh, I think I'm right in saying this Friday for for Thomas Slab Murphy. Whether you like it or not, this is going to be an election issue for Sinn Féin. It's going to be a a question. It'll be be an election issue for Brian Hayes. It'll be an election issue perhaps for you, for the media. It might be for some uh, people in, in the general public. The only thing that I can say is that the courts have have this matter and the courts now t- need to deal with this matter. And Sinn Féin and our election campaign and our vision and our plans uh, in health, in housing and childcare... Uh, and for tax relief and a break for ordinary families <coughs> is an entirely separate issue. And okay. I think when you go okay. out, you I, I do want to bring Noel. I do know them. You, you've been, you've been it, pretty it, quiet. You wanted to make a, a, it, a wider point. It, about just the wider point. We we talk about the going back to the incident. We started talking about it and got diverted to um, one of the problems that has arisen or one of the th- uh, faults that can be found with the government in relation to. Uh, the uh, situation, the gangland situation that we we talked about earlier on, is the level of Gardaí that are available. I mean, I know from a, another capacity that I work in that there's 161 less Gardaí working in the city centre areas than there was uh, five or six years ago, mm-hmm. and that's bound to have an effect on. Well, mm. Brian Hayes? Yeah, I mean, I, I, the, the fact of the matter is that the Templemore College was closed. It's now reopened and it's at full kilter again. And I think when the comment was made by the superintendent the day after this horrendous <coughs> attack, he said it was not a resourcing issue. He said that very clearly. Now, we do need to see more police in the street. Of that, there it is ha- no it doubt. It has to be a resourcing yeah. issue, doesn't it? Yeah. And I, I'm well, not talking about Garda Station. I'm talking about resources the resourcing to, to track these the, people. The resourcing to, to deal with the gangland threat that is there is an issue for the Garda. And they have said it was not a resourcing but if issue. But if the overall pot is smaller... That's exactly the argument we're making. The only way to ensure that we're going to get more police on the street, the only way we're going to ensure that we have the resources... Uh, that everyone wants in terms of additional frontline staff. The only way that's going to happen is if we have a growing economy. It's not going to happen if the uh, parties of Manana, who kind of pretend that this economic thing can continue, it's only going to happen if we have the resources to do that. Now, on this particular issue, the superintendent said very clearly very clearly that it was not a resourcing issue because it's a special group of Gardaí who are particularly trained, who have the resources to take on okay, this all right. particular Listen, threat. We, we have to leave it there. We're, we're out of time. My thanks to our panel, Mary Lou MacDonald, uh, Noel Dempsey and Brian Hayes. Some, uh, some pretty strong language used and we'd also, uh, we apologise if we used that specific term earlier, which has caused a bit of a stir this week. In fact, so much so, the Labour leader, Joan Burton, said this weekend she won't use the phrase anymore. She said it was like the F word. So uh, we've tried to treat it accordingly. Let me say a couple of things about the f***ing space. F***ing space. About the f***ing space. F***ing space. F***ing space. F***ing space. F***ing space. I know it was very complex. F***ing space. It's very complicated.